Retro Bliss is from here on out dedicated to Jane Franklin. The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. Hello, Super Johnny. Hello, Super Trevor. It's me, Mario. Woohoo! Mamma mia. You guys, you're number one. Woohoo! See you in my games. Ha ha! Oh man, I can't, I just don't know about this convention. I can't wait, I'm dressed as, I mean this is a Final Fantasy convention. Man, I, I'm going as my favorite character, I mean I look great as Cloud, I got my huge paper foam sword here. I can't wait to see what Trevor dressed up as, I'm sure he did a good, Trevor? Oh, let me get the door. Hey, oh, you dressed as Cloud too. Yeah. Aww. Oh man. That's the only character I knew, so that's why I dress as Cloud. That that's that's the only character I, I knew. Man, that's kind of embarrassing, but this we're expected to do a live episode of Retro Blist at this Final Fantasy convention. This is the largest Final Fantasy convention in the world. My foam sword is definitely bigger than yours, I'm just saying. It's all about measuring of foam swords. Well, it's it's time for us to get on stage. Here we go. Hello, everybody! Hey, thanks for coming. Welcome to a live episode of Retro Bliss. The the air in here is electric. We we love you all so much. Oh, this is gonna be great. We are such huge fans of Final Fantasy. We cannot wait to talk Final Fantasy with all you Final Fantasy fanatics out there. This is going to be exciting. I'm of course from Justice Cloud. Trevor, of course, is. Dressed as Cloud. Uh, Trevor. Well, there's no reason for that. No reason. Right. Trevor, who are your other favorite characters? I think, let's, let's go there. It's a good question. Oh, oh, uh, like in gaming in general? No, no. Final Fantasy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Gosh, in, uh, in, Smash, in Smash Brothers, you can choose from Cloud and... Yeah. Yeah. Star Fox is it is it Final Fantasy, is it? No, I don't I don't think so. What if uh what about that uh the one guy who uh they can Castlevania. Castlevania. Um Okay, something's oh. coming to my mind. Oh I got one. Okay, uh, good, good, good. Donald Duck. Yes, because there was that game yep, it was they? called Disney Hearts. Yep. Yes. Kingdom of Final Fantasy. And there, Final Fantasy is part of it. Yep. Mickey Mouse. That's my. There we got That's it. my favorite Final we got Fantasy it. character. Yeah. Why? 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 Why are y'all booing? Hey, they stop booing. I can't even hear myself think. We're gonna yeah. get into this. We've panel. never been booed before by anyone other than our own families. This is this is unfair. We are true gamers. We love Final Fantasy. We're Final Fantasy we, nerds. The the Final Fantasy three is the best one. That's, that's yeah. the Super Nintendo one, right? Yes, Final Fantasy 3. Because it was the third Final Fantasy game ever made, period. Final Fantasy 7 is really fun. I love it, too. But there wasn't a, a 5 or 6, so I don't know why it was called 7. I, I, hey, is that, is that another cloud? 
This guy's dressed as a clown. Hey, hey, welcome on stage, I guess. You have a really impressive sword that, there. That sword is amazing. Can can I? Oh, no, it's... Oh, uh, oh Johnny, that's real blood. That's hey, a real sword. Why, how'd you get that in here? Oh, oh. Uh, we're, we're, we're dying. We've angered the Final Fantasy fans. The gods of Final Fantasy are upset with us. But in the meantime, just listen to a podcast. Formerly known as Retro Twist. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Retro... What am I, what am I, I saying? No idea. That was terrible. Uh, take three, four, whatever. Just just like in Final Fantasy, the numbers don't matter. <laughs> First shot. Right out the, right out the wow. gun. Boom, boom, bang. Boom. Good lord. I can't even do gut shots. This episode's a train wreck already. Boom, boom, bang. That's what I'm trying to say. Bing, bada, boom. Isn't that yep, a thing? Yep, bada, bing, bada, bang. There we go. That's what I'm saying. Welcome to... Welcome to the most intentionally delayed, um, like, we've really got to make this happen episode of Retro Bliss. That's right. We are forcing this, not only upon you all, but us as well. <laughs> yes. Because two buffoons with no experience with any Final Fantasy game decided, against all reason and all logic and all decency, to review perhaps the most lauded an acclaimed Final Fantasy game of all time, Final Fantasy 3 slash 6. We will, though, be calling it Final Fantasy 3 because it helps me out. <laughs> Johnny will be calling it Final Fantasy 3. Yeah. I have no idea what I'll be calling it. But this is Final I'll Fantasy. I'll be calling it also a waste of time. Wow. <laughs> Shots fired. Boom, back, boom. Stick around. There's more to this show than that nonsense. We'll see. But Trevor, you're right. This game is critically and the uh, acclaimed and the fans love it it's so critically acclaimed we thought it would be a, a good idea to start off the episode by reading just a few reviews of the game yeah so let's see egm back in 1994 said it sets the new standard for excellence in rpgs nintendo power said the rpg hit of the decade and in 1996 next <clears throat> Next Generation said, The scene in which Terra cares for a village of orphaned children can perhaps be safely named as the series' finest hour. No other game series has tackled such big issues or reached such a level of emotional depth and complexity. No other game, Johnny. No ever. other game ever. They never played Earthbound, I guess. Uh, but we're talking Final Fantasy III. Obviously, it's beloved. What will we think about it? Trevor, you already kind of gave away... A little punchline at the beginning there. Uh, you and I, which of course we've heard of Final Fantasy. If you're into video games at all, you've heard of Final Fantasy. But uh, my the most experience I ever had with it was watching uh, my buddy Chris. Uh, when I went and visited him in college, he was playing 
Is it seven that's on PlayStation 1? <laughs> yes. He's playing that. That's how this is going to go. Yeah. and that's There's also eight and nine on PlayStation 1. All right. Well, that's the one I remember watching. Goes like, that's the one that has Cloud, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, so that's the one I remember watching. No, Cloud's from Smash Brothers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's just let's try to be serious. Yeah. This is hollered ground, Johnny. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Got to watch where we're stepping here. Uh so you know, you're watching Chris play seven. Yeah, that, that's it. That's all I. Have. Well, <laughs> that's my, my Final Fantasy memories are similar. My cousin Bruce, who's just like he's quite a bit older than me, and I always looked up to him. He always had the coolest video games. He got Final Fantasy seven the day it came out, and for some reason I remember he paid like to me what was an absurd amount of money for it. Um, I don't know if it just cost that much originally. Well, we uh, also grew up thinking that if you paid full price for that's a game, true. <laughs> that's absurd. I never paid full price for a game. <laughs> It was a grown man. Um, but yeah, like he was just, I remember watching him play some and he was just blown away by it. Um, but I have played a fair share of RPGs. But I've mentioned, I think, on the show before, my feeling, and that's one reason I wanted to do this. I don't know why you wanted to do it. You're crazy, I guess. One reason I wanted to... One reason you wanted to do this. One reason I wanted to do this was... Because it's just a massive blind spot for me. I mean, some of my favorite RPGs are considered sort of the B class, whereas Final Fantasy is always the S class, you know? Yeah, top tier. Um, but I told you, my mind or my thought was, and it was probably unfair, or was it? We'll see. Was that I thought that Final Fantasy just took itself too seriously, uh-huh. and the RPGs I liked were just kind of quirkier. Yep. Um, maybe you just weren't as serious sometimes weren't as complex as far as just the systems. But that's just what I enjoyed. But I didn't really know because I hadn't played a Final Fantasy game. So I wanted to correct that. Yeah, and so with you saying that, I'm agreeing with you. And from Hits on Forth, I will... Hits on Forth? From Hits on Forth, I will be comparing this game to my Earthbound experience. Because that's one... That's like the first RPG you played... Like Japanese RPG you played a long time. I have played uh, the Mario one on Super Nintendo. But I don't know if people really count that yeah, as one. It's a JRPG. I mean, it's yeah. a little different, but but it's it's fairly like I got I got it. Easily. But like you really got into like the Nazi the Old Republic and Mass Effect, didn't you? Yes, yes, I so played those. Those are Western RPGs, but right. RPGs yeah. nonetheless. And RPG elements have just cre- crept into other games too. So like I'm well aware of how they work. I actually kind of dig the fact of building up a character. I do enjoy that type of thing. Uh, and basically, you're playing a game, you're getting. Uh, benefits from playing a game, you know, uh, you can make right. your character stronger. That I like that aspect of it too. Uh, so I think the reason I wanted to try this is I'm with you. Final Fantasy is a big blind spot. I have I have a lot of friends who love this series, mm-hmm. and I just wanted to try it. I, I waited till I was 38. And said, <laughs> Let's do it. So, yeah. Uh, was that a mistake, or am I going to join the rest of everyone else and love this game? Let's find out, Trevor. I think it's time for us to get into the graphics. What do you think? Graphics? Let's get into it. So this is a 1994 game by Square. I don't think I mentioned that. Both in North America and Japan. Came out in Japan first, but... So 94, this is getting to be, you know, like the Super Nintendo is well-seasoned by this point. Yeah. Um, and I think graphically it shows right from the beginning in this game. Um, let's save the music, even though it's almost hard to when we talk about this opening scene. But the graphics of this opening scene are 
it's like they're walking in big mechs over a field and it's scrolling like mode seven effects. Really good looking. Yes. Stuff. This is, this is honestly for an opening of a video game, especially of the eight to 16 bit era. This is one of the best I've seen. And I'm yes. not, and I'm not putting that lightly. There's been a lot of really cool openings for games, but this one felt epic. It felt mm-hmm. very much like they were trying to make it feel almost film like in quality. Yeah. And I think they did a freaking great job of that because that opening is incredible. I I was like, man, I'm in for a ride here. And I honestly got really excited for that opening. And this, if if you don't like anything else about this game, I promise you, you will look, you'll look at this opening and be like, man, they knocked that out of the park. I mean, think about 1994. I mean, there wasn't much to compare that to. It is almost more like a film. Um, but even once you get past that, the there is mode seven in the game, and I actually think it does it fairly well. It's when you're basically like in a the airship, you know, going across the map. There's the do the mode seven effect, or you're riding a chocobo. <laughs> there's a mode seven effect. Um, but the graphics themselves, the character sprites, the towns, the fields, is all just top notch. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful looking game. It most certainly is. It's it's to me, it's probably one of the top best looking games that we've we've yeah. covered for the system for the show it's it's stunning it's beautiful i was really impressed with how great the game the game looks especially when you realize how much game is here there's a oh lot of goodness, game here. yeah and although now it's kind of a worn aesthetic the fact that it wasn't just a fantasy setting but it had the steampunk like yeah. futuristic vibe mixed in with the fantasy I'm pretty sure at the time that was unusual at the very least um, and really set it apart. But um, one of the reasons I wanted to cover this, which is actually Final Fantasy VI, which came right before Final Fantasy VII, but I wanted to do this one instead because, don't hate me. Johnny, I know you're really going to hate me for saying this. Uh Uh-oh. I really, really don't like a lot of the character designs of the modern Final Fantasy games. I don't like the way the char- a lot of the characters look, but I really like the way the characters look in the sprite-based Final Fantasy games. For example, like, I don't know, what's the newest one where you got these guys that look like they're in a boy band riding what? around in the convertible? I don't know why you're asking me. Uh, I feel like it's the, this is the... I know people are turning off right now. They're giving us one-star reviews. But I think it's the most recent Final Fantasy game. It's like these guys in leather jackets and spiky hair... And they go around, and they well, just look spiky like hair is like a mainstay in anything Japanese. It is. That was a terrible. Uh, yeah, I know what you're saying though. Yeah, they just I don't know. Like they both look realistic, but also ridiculous, and it just doesn't work for me. But the sprite characters in this game, I love. I'm just saying, I love the art style. I guess yeah. that's all I'm trying to say. I agree with you. I just you. offended everybody by trying to say I love the I, art style. I agree with you. I think the art style of these earlier games, I, and this is just us being old yelling at clouds. Uh, but yeah. I just prefer those i like those better obviously the series became known for like the fmvs they would have yeah uh because they would put obviously put a lot of work into those and they would look they would look like mini movies pretty much but yeah uh and they were fine and and i remember at the time when watching my friend play final fantasy 7 and those would pop up i was like wow that that looks incredible but as character designs go there was a <laughs> I don't know what it is about uh, this. It can't just be Japanese anime that I've noticed this in. It's got to be in other things, too. 
but that for sometimes to me it feels like they'll find a character and they'll be like how can we make this character interesting oh i know let's make their sword comically huge yeah. and that's our character growth uh, but then you'll have series like Naruto, which will take that and throw that upside down, and then I'll feel bad for thinking that. But uh, that's that's kind of how I feel with a lot of the newer characters for Final Fantasy. But that's also me saying I'm I'm not very familiar with the anything. I, I know they exist. Yeah. I know when they come out, but I couldn't tell you anything about. I kind of know if they reviewed well, just because I follow all those sites yeah. and stuff. But that's the gist of it. I couldn't tell you anything else about these newer ones. Honestly, yeah, to give you an idea where I'm coming from, the other Final Fantasy game I've always wanted to play, and I bought it. I still have a shrink-wrapped copy, Greatest Hits PS1, that I bought from Toys R Us, which doesn't even exist around here anymore. Um, it's Final Fantasy IX for the PlayStation. And Final Fantasy IX intentionally went back to the roots and has like a an old-school character design mentality. Like, they intentionally yeah. did that. And that's, it appeals to me a lot more than, say, 7 or 8 or 10 or whatever. For whatever reason, I was told I need to try Tactics. I don't know if, I don't know why. Well, yeah, Tactics I don't is, know anything is a totally it. different game. It's a turn-based strategy game. And I was also told I need to try it because I love board games. But my history with turn-based, like, Tactics games is I pick them up, I start enjoying them, and then I put them down and never come back. Yeah. So I'm kind of scared to start it. That's generally the Retro Bliss listener. Exactly, yeah. They'll... Uh, pick up the show, they'll listen, and they will not come back. <laughs> and really, what do we give them? You know, I don't I don't blame them at all. Uh, but yeah, so uh, we're both saying graphically this game is a powerhouse. Yep. I mean, graphically this game's 10 out of 10, I honestly think, all day long. It really is. I mean, for a 1994 video game, period. And but it still completely holds up graphically. Yeah. Now, there's one scene um, in the game that is dog ugly, and I know you didn't make it to it. But it's in mines. You're like in a mine cart. And it's doing this like pseudo 3D effect. And it looks like a blurry drunken mess. It's hilariously bad. You should look it up. Um, it goes on just for a few minutes, but it's hilarious. But other than that... Excuse me. <laughs> Retro bliss. Other than that blemish is what I was trying to... Yeah. It's a gorgeous game. So yeah, I agree. 10 out of 10 graphically. Did I... <laughs> <laughs> yes... Alright, <laughs> right, this show is all about brutal honesty about uh, ourselves. I <laughs> This is gonna be good. I uh it was it was late at night and uh I don't remember what I had eaten that day. But whatever it was had called the heartburn. Mm-hmm. And I was just laying on my back watching Naruto. Uh, that's right, I'm binging Naruto now because that's how cool I am. Only 30 years later <laughs> whatever whatever that came out <laughs> uh and like i could feel it coming up right i was like oh this is ugh, ugh. you know how yeah. you know how heartburn is but I, was, but I was so lazy that i refused <laughs> to sit up or do anything about it until oh, no. until it made me vomit <laughs> oh gosh you've arrived <laughs> so that got me to sit up awfully quick. But that's how lazy Did I you vomit am. laying down? No, no. I was like, you can get choked like that. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> they, <laughs> no I'm not going to sit up to vomit. <laughs> <laughs> I am lazy, but I did draw the line of that. <laughs> Mainly because I didn't want to lay him on vomit. I didn't know. Because you didn't want to die? Oh, yeah, well, that too. I'm, I'm, I don't know why. I'm really worried about my dignity in a lot of things. And I really shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. 
All right, back to the show. So, uh, speaking of dying in a puddle of your own vomit. Yeah, you want to talk about the music? <laughs> music, let's get into it. Man. That's a really bad transition because what I was about to say about the music. Yeah, the music's actually really good. <laughs> so I wrote a note here and I'm going to read it verbatim. The OST, OMG. So I wrote that as I was listening to the soundtrack. So y'all don't know. We're, we're getting into some stuff here in a minute. Y'all don't know how seriously I took this episode. Okay, to the point that it was probably insane. I wanted to do a almost a clinical dive into why is this game so beloved? What have we been missing with Final Fantasy? So I really dug in deep. And yes. one of the things I was doing was listening to the soundtrack um, while I was taking a shower, like not even playing the game. And I just couldn't believe what I was hearing. You know, I turned it up loud. I'm like, how? And this was just the direct soundtrack. This wasn't a remaster. How do they pull this out of the Super Nintendo? Like, if you really turn it up, it sounds like strings, like violins yeah. at times. It's just, my gosh. Uh, no, <clears throat> I'm going to do this name perfectly. Nobuo Uematsu. That's got to be it. <laughs> I actually know him. Personally, <laughs> I knew of him before this game was what I was trying to say. Oh, because I've actually you went to school with him. Yes, he was homeschooled with you. Yeah, that, he was homeschooled. He was one of the two people in my class. So, Mister Umatsu and me, you know, after we oh, uh, that's a movie. Yeah, Umatsu and me. I think I'm saying it wrong. Uh, but my first connection to Final Fantasy was actually that I bought the soundtrack CD to Final Fantasy Nine. Um, I don't know why, except that I just, I think I was into video game music and I heard it was amazing and I played that thing to death. I this man's a genius. I mean, his music's incredible. Yes. Um, and this is definitely one of his masterworks. It is so good and there's so much music. Uh, some of it is kind of happy go lucky. Some of it's just so epic. Um, probably the most famous piece is the um, the orchestra scene, which I think I'm going to wait to talk about that till we get to gameplay. Try not to let me forget. Okay. Uh, but, oh my gosh. Um, yeah, basically my note was, how do they pull this off on the SNES? Um, it, and, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, it, it really is just an incredible bit of music and just proves that art is possible in video games. And I know how weird that sounds and how uh, almost <laughs> pretentious that comes yeah. off, but it's true. Cause you know, you've always heard of people saying video games are not art. Uh, just listen to the soundtrack and realize the limitations that they had for this uh, game and for when it came out and for the system compared to now, or even yeah. compared to then what you could do and just in like, you know, CD quality stuff. It's, it's incredible. The, the music, I would, there's other soundtracks that I enjoy more. Like, I would put Sonic 2 soundtrack over anything. I'm so weird about that. I love that soundtrack. Oh, it's life-changing. Yeah, Mystic Cave all day long for me. But this one is so freaking good that you could, as the kids say, I think they say this, bump this uh, <laughs> in your car and feel cool about it. It's really good. So if, there's probably not a way to without paying a ridiculous amount of money, but they had like a, like a three LP set, you know, vinyl record. Yeah. Regardless of what I think about the game, 
like the gameplay, which we're about to get to, I would buy it. Um, I, the final note I wrote about the music is this is definitely one part of the game that is unquestionably as good as history says it is, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I have nothing bad to say about the music. Um, I would listen to it anytime, whether I'm playing the game or not, and I think that's all you have to say, really. Yeah, and just a, a, a note, if you notice that we're louder, it's because I turned the volume up. <laughs> That's probably good. Just a, just a little bit, but I think it's sounding better. So the first half, just pretend that we're good at this <laughs> job because we're not going to re-record it. <laughs> uh, but I, so what we're saying is, musically, this game is uh, again. I would say nine or ten out of ten. Uh, the music's a ten for me. Yeah, the graphics are a nine or ten. The music's a ten for sure for me. All right, so gameplay. Oh, Let's get into it. No. So, Johnny. Yes. Final Fantasy 6 slash 3 has 14 playable characters, the most of any Final Fantasy game. The story involves Espers, the evil empire, the Returners who are trying to overthrow the empire, and crazy old Kefka, always throwing a wrench in things. The game has two halves, basically. The first half is called The World of Balance. And the second half is the world of ruin. After Kefka's spoiler alert, by the way, is that not obvious? I guess. Yeah, obviously spoilers <laughs> abound. If for whatever reason this game from 1994, you don't want spoiled for you, uh, play it and then come back and listen to this. Um, Johnny, I'm going to say this before we start talking because I think it helps explain things a little bit. For, okay, for me at least. All right. So yeah, uh, the Returners are trying to overthrow the Empire. The espers are these magical beings. The Empire's trying to bring magic back. I think they call it Magitech. And, of course, they're going to use it for evil. And Kefka is like a wild card. Um, Johnny, the 14 characters were made by different people. Well, for example, this person on the team might have created Kefka and... God. <laughs> Celeste. Yeah. I'm blanking on names here. <laughs> Locke. Um, oh, now you're just saying lost characters. Yeah. Wait, it's not Locke? Who's the guy I like? It is Locke, right? John Locke, yeah. John. I like John Locke. Yeah. Hurley? Is Hurley in this oh, game? my favorite character in the game. Is it Locke or am Jack? I thinking of Lost? Jack! <laughs> is it Sawyer? Oh, God. Where is it? Where is it? I, I know I wrote it in here somewhere. Come on, come on. All right, where is he? Locke. I think it's Locke, right? Locke, yeah. You made me confuse myself. <laughs> I made you confuse yourself. Anyways, that was irrelevant. <laughs> but this person made these characters. This other person designed these characters. Yeah. And then one person, uh, one of the two directors, I believe it was, his job was to tie them all together and make it work. That probably tells you a little bit about how the storytelling is going to work in this game. Is that the, the elements, the different characters weren't even envisioned like as a team. They were envisioned separately, and then one person tried to make it all work together. Okay. And that helps me understand how I felt playing the game a little better. Huh. Uh, if that makes sense. Yeah, it feels like... Disjointed a, a little bit. Yeah, like... Uh, everybody go off to your corner and do do something, and we'll make it all together and work somehow. Right. Yeah. Um... So what is there to say? I mean... Let's, let's, let's do this real quick. Okay. To set the table. 
I played an hour. You're so honest. I will. I'm just brutally honest. I played an hour and maybe a half at most of this game. I. All right, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. All right, I'll be the heel here as wrestling terms. I'll be the bad guy. Um, all right, just just know I I have many friends and I'm sure many of you listeners who love and adore this game, and I'm sure you would you want me because I'm that way too. I want other people to love the things I love. I wanted to like this game. I honestly did. But an hour and a half into it, I was like, this feels like a job. I just don't want to do it anymore. And like most jobs in my life that I didn't like, which was all of them, I quit. And that's what I did. (laughs) I quit playing it. Obviously, I, I recognize the quality there. There's a lot put into this. But just the story, besides that amazing opening... I just couldn't get into I it just I even when I was in the caves and I got to the caves and it was like something's happening in these caves don't you want to see what's happening in these caves no I didn't care <laughs> just didn't care but Trevor you put in how much time to this game so I, I kind of figured having never played a Final Fantasy game before I kind of figured I'll be honest with you and Johnny don't be mad that I figured Johnny would quit a little early I'm not mad, you just know who I am. <laughs> but I was going to be the one who discovered my deep love for this series by yeah. playing. That was my intention. Because I have played RPGs more than you have. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. So, <laughs> I put in 21 hours. <laughs> really? I thought it was like six or seven. No, 21 hours, <laughs> according to the game clock. And I wanted to beat it just to say I beat it. But at 21 hours, well, there's a lot going on in my life, for one thing. Yes. To put it mildly. But also, I was like, you know what? Life is bleepity bleeping. Chris had a couple beeps there. Short. Yeah. I'm done. So I didn't beat it. But. <laughs> but you got. You I got put, a lot of notes. <laughs> All right, so, this is the Trevor's Hour of Notes. I, of course. As according to my brand, took no notes. So here you go, Trevor. <laughs> so uh, let's just start with this. I, I actually basically begged Johnny. Johnny, I, I knew he wasn't going to play it very long, but I said, try to make it. There's a part with a train and a part with an opera scene. Yes. Try to make it to those parts. Never did. He never did. All right. So those parts both come, I think, within the first six or so hours. Like both of them are done within the first chunk of the game. After 21 hours, here's a spoiler, nothing else came close to hitting those highs. The opera scene, I wanted you to see it because I'm curious if you agree with me. Because I'm going to get hated more than you. You just admitted you only played the game an hour and a half and I'm going to get hated more than you. But let me start with the train. Holy crap, that was a cool segment of the game. It was like something that might have been pulled out of Earthbound, for example. Earthbound, by the way, in Japan came out I think it was the same year. It was like eight months later. Now, North America didn't come out until the following year. So these games were probably being made partly in tandem. But anyways, there's a train, and it's a haunted train. And the music is so cool and creepy. You would have loved the music. And the train, you're like riding through this dark swamp forest on this train. And the whole segment of the game takes place on this moving train. And you're working your way through the train cars, battling these weird enemies... And you eventually end up with the engine. And the engine, the train engine, is the boss fight. 
and it's like this demented engine. It is so cool. In 21 hours, that was by far the high point for me. Then, I got to, not long after that, the famous opera scene. Johnny, have you heard people talk about the opera scene? <clears throat> no. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, if you've watched reviews and stuff of this game... Which I didn't. They cannot foam at the mouth enough about the opera scene. And let me say this, and gosh, this is going to come out as harsh. Kudos to the game designers. It's amazing work. The opera scene, um, again, Ubo, Nubo, Umamumutsu. Sorry, that's just offensive. That is, I feel no, like Nobu, Nobu Uematsu. We're not... Nobu Uematsu. We're just really, we can't pronounce things. Oh, I actually love his name, but I actually don't know how to say it. I know. Um, we think he's a genius. We just can't pronounce yes. his name. Oh yeah. my goodness. He made... I mean, I assume it was him because he's the only credited composer. He made this opera scene sound almost like real people singing. Out of the Super Nintendo. It's incredible. Uh, graphically, it's an incredible scene. Like you're walking above the opera and above the audience at one point on these rafters. Um, when you leave the main room... The Velocirafters? Yes, the Velocirafters. <laughs> they can open doors. When you leave the main room, like the music gets quieter, it's brilliant. And if no one had ever hyped this up to me, I would have been like, Johnny, please, you have to make it to the scene. It is so cool. But unfortunately, people have hopped and hopped and overhyped this scene, and they always said it's the most emotional moment in a game, one of the most emotional moments in a game. I thought it was one the orphanage. That's what you read. Well, well, apparently, yeah. Did you ever make it to there? If I did, I don't remember it. So maybe <laughs> I didn't. Um, so... <laughs> But you know what? And I'm sorry. Like maybe you should just turn this off now, if because I would totally hate me right now if, if I. I see why a young mind would have felt it was emotional, and you would have grown up, and it just would have built in your mind and built in your mind. But going back as a jaded, grumpy adult who knew nothing about it, the the, the opera scene has nothing to do with the rest of the story. It is technically a fluff scene, like just a uh, filler. It's awesome filler. Some people enjoy being fluffed. Oh my goodness. As soon as I said the word, I'm like, terrible, terrible choice of words. I, for one, enjoy it. So, the <laughs> the, uh, the opera scene is just... The, the opera is like a made-up opera within the game, which is super ambitious. Yeah. But it has nothing to do with the story, really. I will say the train part sounds really cool to me. The though. train part is cool. Anyways, yeah. I'm sorry. The opera scene is a technical marvel, but it is not... The only thing emotional about it is the incredible music. But there's nothing going on that even moves the story forward. Is there even a battle or anything in it? <laughs> a really goofy one. There's this character that keeps popping up, and I don't even think you made it long enough to see him. Ultros is his name. Nope, never. never. He's like this weird octopus creature. Yeah. And he's supposed to be the comedic relief. But it's really odd because the game is so serious otherwise. Yeah. Um, Which is my problem with the game. So you fight this comedic relief character in the rafters. And the opera is going the on, which, which has nothing to do with the story itself. It's just a made-up opera. Yeah. So it's not actually emotional. It's just awesome looking and awesome sounding. Anyways, okay. So Back to his notes. Back to my notes. So I put... Um, well, I did say the opening cinematic is among the best and most powerful in gaming. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So Kefka. So when I first was introduced to Kefka, my notes are in order as I played the game. And I thought, Kefka kind of seems like a weenie. And this is also going to get me lynched because 
Kefka is considered one of the greatest villains in game history. I, just, I don't know. I just don't see it. I mean, he's crazy. He's almost like the Joker. He's unhinged. But he's so over-the-top evil. Like, there's not a decent bone in his body. He's horrible. Um, so, like, I don't know. For me, that's not super effective as a villain. Like, he has no nuance to me. But, hey, I'm just an idiot. Um, <laughs> I actually wrote, is Kefka like a Joker-type sociopath? Is that what they're going for? And I think he is. Um, let's see. Um, so, at this point in the game, I was 10 hours in, and I wrote the note, 10 hours in. I've played 10 or so RPGs in my life. I should have named some of them off so I get some cred. Because <laughs> that's what we need is cred. Earthbound. Earthbound. Star Ocean, the second story. Tales of Destiny 2. Tales of Symphonia. Uh, the Lunar Silver Star Story series. One and two are t- two of my favorites. They're kind of off the beaten path RPGs. But they're RPGs. Anyways. 10 hours in, I wrote this note that the battle system seems incredibly deep but I always feel like I'm missing something. But I seem to be making it through the game 10 hours in by just spamming my favorite moves. I legit was just button matching. <laughs> yes. So the depth amazes me, but I always felt like I was missing something, and I hate that feeling in a game. Yeah. Yet I could just spam my way through the game and make it. So ugh, it which wasn't is, satisfying to me. Which is really strange because... At the very least, you get to see your character attacking. Like, you get to see the attack... And in Earthbound, you didn't really get to do that. But I yeah. really enjoyed Earthbound's version of it so much better. And I really didn't think it would be the case. Yeah. Because I like... One of my complaints about RPGs is that I got to just sit here and let this person hit me first before I can hit them. <laughs> like, I can't block it or anything like that. And it just seems weird to me. But uh, I think that my main issue and I'll let you get back to your notes I'm just kind of breaking them up a little bit because you have a lot of notes oh yeah go ahead Uh, my main issue with this game is that even with its attempts at comedic relief like you said (laughs) the reason that I don't think they work for us is because this game just really sets a tone of super duper seriousness of you can't take anything lightly at all no earthbound that's just what I'm always going to compare this to, for better or for worse. Complete opposite, right? It definitely had serious moments. It had emotional moments, for sure, that really hit me and you. Uh, I really pulled for those characters. But at the same time, uh, it had some goofiness in it, and it fit the world they built. Yeah, It fit the world. It made sense that both these things could exist in this one world. It kind of feels like Final Fantasy 3 slash 6 is... It's... When they want to have some comedic relief, like a, a goofy octopus or whatever, it just feels like it doesn't fit because yeah. of the world they have built, for better or for worse. And it just felt disjointed. And maybe that's one of the things you were saying, how people just created different characters and they just all threw them on the table yeah. and said, here, make these work. And maybe that's part of it. But uh, that's just my main issue with the game in general, is just how uh, super serious it is. And honestly... It, this is my experience. I know, I know, please listen to me. I know that not everyone who loves Final Fantasy is like this. I know that. <laughs> oh, no. But my experience with people who adore Final Fantasy is you cannot say anything remotely negative about Final Fantasy in the least bit. Because uh, if you do, then you're an idiot. <laughs> and 
I freely uh, admit I have an idiot card right here holding it. Uh, no, true. Remember, 001, idiot, number one idiot. That's me. I get it. But this game, I, man, the seriousness just took me right out of it. I need something that has a balance of both some seriousness and then also when there's some comedy that's in there that it, it makes sense and it and it, it's also part of the same world and both can exist. Because to me, that's what life is. It's all these things. It's not just, uh, you know, just heaviness after heaviness after heaviness after heaviness. <laughs> you need some levity there. And if you build a world in which this heaviness is the only thing that feels should exist, then the levity just won't make any sense. And it will make it less good, in my opinion. And so that's just how I felt with this game an hour and a half in. And when I got... I'm trying to. Remember, I'm. I don't even remember the last thing I saw. <laughs> I know I got through the caves. I know that, but like, just I just got so bored, <laughs> and I literally told Trevor this. I said I got to the point where it felt like I was just doing this for the show, and I was. If I was being honest with myself, I just wasn't enjoying it. None of the characters at all. None of them really spoke to me and i need that for me to get into a game i need a character or a show or anything i need at least one character that i feel like i want to know more about this character you know mm-hmm. and i didn't feel that with any of them an hour and a half in maybe there's some that show up after that if i would have given it a chance that i would have really liked it and that would have held them in high regard but you know earthbound right away i like the main kid elliot you know right away i liked ness and I'll call him Elliot Ness. <laughs> That's a historical figure. Gonna, uh, right away, I liked Elliot Ness. Uh, you know, for him going out with you know, his relationship with his parents and with his dog and finding the UFO. Uh, I just, right away, I was like, I like this character. Yeah. And I wanted to find out more from him. And I think it helps, too, that you get to, you can name them. So you can name the characters after people you know. That definitely helps. You can in this, too. Every time you're introduced to one, it pops up. You met a so and so who's a wandering, I don't know, a wandering magician, and their name was, and it lets you put it in, but I never did. I always just left it what they were named. Yeah, because I just didn't care enough. Yeah. So, one of my notes was I liked Locke. He's the one that kind of rescues Tara early in the game. You actually did make it to that point, I'm sure. Yeah. Um. Here's the problem. I just wanted to be Locke. Like, I wanted some... I wanted one character to identify with. I appreciate the attempt at just an epic cast, but I wanted to identify with at least a character. But the way the game works is you get split up into different groups at different times, and so sometimes you can't bring Locke with you. Or even when I could, Locke wasn't really the best person for the way I was doing the battle system. He really wasn't a strong character for me. So I was like, I guess i got to leave him behind, but I really like Locke. So Locke's just sitting around doing nothing most of the game, even though he's the character I like the most. <sighs> so Octopath Traveler, there's another RPG I've put like 60 hours into, is incredibly influenced by this game. And I see how much now. And I really love Octopath Traveler. It's a newer Switch game. But Octopath Traveler involves all these characters in a way that you get a chance to care about them. In, in Final Fantasy VI, there's these character moments that probably would help us care more about the characters. But you miss them. If you're not following a strategy guide verbatim, 
you're just going to miss a lot of it. For example, if you don't bring um, the two brothers, and I am so blanking on the names right now. It's been just long enough since I played it. Anyways, if you bring the two brothers with you um, to a town, there's a scene that plays that really builds their characters. But if you go with only one of the brothers, you never know it. And you don't even know you missed it. You just miss it. Which is incredible depth. Don't get me wrong. Do you know how much they put into this game that you'll never even see? It's amazing. But it doesn't help me connect to the characters if I'm missing all that stuff. Um, let's see. I, I did mention as far as the overwhelming battling and stuff. You collect so much stuff in this game. I did really appreciate when you're equipping stuff, you could just click Optimum and the game chose what to equip for you. I use that constantly because you just get so much stuff. It's just overwhelming to be honest with you. And I know I'm sounding really old right now. <laughs> so here's a tagline. Frustrations. So I was in a standard enemy battle. Just in a standard area. I've been playing quite a while since the last save point. And Setzer, who's one of the characters you get. who uh, has uh, He's a gambler. He's a world traveling gambler. Really cool. And he has a slot machine as a special attack. But I happened to randomly pull off this move with his slot machine that annihilated everyone, including my whole party. And we were all full health. So I lost all that progress through no fault of my own. So guess what? I just didn't pick Setzer anymore because there's 14 characters. And I don't want to risk losing all that progress again, so I just didn't pick the character anymore. And it made me mad because I like the character. Anyways, so my comment's 14 hours into the game. Like, all that was like <laughs> between hours 10 and 14. So 14 hours in this game, I, re- I, re- I, I wrote, I fully recognize how much this game meant to gaming. Maybe more than any console game ever at its time, it showed that video games could be something more than just games. But I thought, well, maybe I don't want my games to be more than games. But then I also thought, well, that's not true. To me, Earthbound's more than a game. Like, this is going to sound stupid, but to me, and I'm sure this game is to some people, but for me... Earthbound is a borderline spiritual experience. Like, I will never forget certain things about that game. Right, yeah. Uh, you know, Bioshock, the first time you play that, yes. it's like, this yeah. is something different. Yes. Like, this is video games as a different way to tell Sometimes a, story. a video game can connect with you and it becomes an experience. Right. Yeah. So, I can't honestly say that I just want my games to be games, because that's not necessarily true. So, what I realized is... Final Fantasy VI just didn't connect with me. It was never connecting with me. I needed someone to latch on to. It doesn't have to be like a clear-cut, stereotypical hero, but I needed somebody to identify with. You needed some nipple to latch on to. Right. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. The hind tit, as they say. Yeah. So, I wrote here, I admired it. Once or twice, I was even in awe of the game. Like the train scene. Yeah, or even just the opening. Right, the opening. But I never connected with it. 15 hours in, I feel like this game, and here's the key for me, and feel free to agree or disagree. I, 15 hours in, I feel like this game is pulling me along its story, and I'm just a willful participant. I don't feel like I'm really on this journey, but instead I'm just taking this cast on a journey. And since I'm not connecting with the cast, that's a problem. Maybe that's why some people can just watch people play this game. Yes, but another thing that really struck out struck out that really stuck out to me is that you put twenty one hours into this for you to realize that this game didn't connect with you. I only put an hour and a half and came to the same conclusion. <laughs> oh, I came to the conclusion much sooner, but I wanted to be wrong. Yeah, 
<laughs> I want to tell you you were wrong. You like Johnny, you should have stuck with it. You should have just listened to me. If a game can't grab you in 21 hours, forget it. If a game can't grab you in 21 hours, <laughs> yes, that's so forgiving. 17 hours in. Yeah. 17 hours in. I, I like this time gap. Yes. Uh, here's a twist. Okay. I'm enjoying this now. Right? Yeah, I'm enjoying this now. 20 he, hours in. I kind of want to quit again. These are actual. <laughs> these are his real notes on his yes. phone. Um, yeah, so about 17 hours in, some of the battle stuff started 17 hours in. <laughs> Let me repeat that. The battle system started clicking a little bit. I didn't feel like I was just button mashing. A couple of fights were hard enough. I actually needed to think about what I was doing a little more. Uh, but then some really frustrating stuff happened, and about 20 hours in, I was just so over it again. Um, I, I did say, you know, I looked this up. You know, this game came out in Japan. It was just four months before Earthbound. But it was a full year before Chrono Trigger. So when you take those two games out of the equation, it's safe to say there was no other game, no other console RPG doing stuff that this game was doing at the time. Like on this scale. So I'm trying to get some kudos there. So after 20 hours, my notes say, I feel like this game is asking more of, of me than it's giving back. And why do I feel this way? You know, Earthbound, I was saying earlier, probably had more frustrating sections early on. Oh, yeah. Really frustrating sections. But I just had to keep going. Because I was connecting to it. I was, I was connecting to the characters, the world, everything. And Final Fantasy VI... I feel like the game is just making me do more tasks so it can tell its next event or its, its next part of the story. So it can show me its next its, its next wow moment so it can prove to me that I'm not just a stupid video game. I'm serious art. Yeah. But it never connected me, so I feel like I was just being drug along. And I can't tell you why, because there's gameplay. I mean, you're moving from town to town. It's uh, You're doing the battles. But I'm just saying that's how it felt. It felt like I was just being drugged along. Um, I tried to not use a game guide the whole time, but I got so tired of like getting to a boss battle and getting killed right away and realizing, oh, well, you should have used this Esper and you should have used this magic and you should have equipped these people. And there's no reason to know that ahead of time. Now, I know times were different. You pay $60, $70 for an RPG. This game could keep you busy for a year if this is the only game you had. I'm convinced of it. Yeah. But I'm being honest, as an adult in 2021, I don't have time to just totally get it wrong for no fault of my own and just get creamed. So, anyways. Yeah, you got a family to think about. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, so, <laughs> I quit. Um, and I honestly was going to keep playing a little further, but it just ended where it was. And I just made the decision out of for my own well-being. Like, you know what? Life's short. There's other games I want to play. Um, there's some other RPGs I wanted to get into, honestly. Um, I recently picked up Soul Blazer for the Super Nintendo, which is an action RPG. Like, I want to get into that, so I just quit. Where I quit was actually where the world of balance ends, and it starts the world of ruin, which is like the world where Kefka's ruling. Um, at this point, you think most of your party's dead or lost, and that's kind of where the second part of the game starts. So technically, you had another half of a game. I think it's actually less than half, but it's pretty close. Which it's a lot of game left. That that I will say that, and it's benefit. If you like this game, yes, they did not skimp out on how much game is here. You know why I decided for sure? Like you know, I'm just I'm just going to stop now. 
because the only negative thing I ever heard anybody say about this game is that the last part of the game, the World of Ruin part, kind of struggles a little bit and isn't as interesting as the first part. And I thought, my gosh, as much like it's kind of all over the place and doesn't connect. Yeah. Like I felt that way about the first half, so I'm not I'm just not gonna do it. You know. Apparently that's kind of a thing with Final Fantasy games. They can get a little fall apart a little bit in the last third. Yeah. Um so if I experience the best part, then I just don't see how playing the rest would change my mind. Um Well let yeah. me ask you this before we move on to our actual review. Uh, what did you think of after putting twenty one hours into it? What did you think overall of the battle system? What I think of the battle system kind of summarizes a lot of the other parts, like the gameplay part of the game. It's incredible. It's epic. It's super impressive. And it just was not fun for me. Like It was work. I, I felt like it was work, yes. Yeah. I felt like it was stinking work. And I'm sorry. I don't even think when I was 16 years old and had all the free time in the world that I would have liked that. But maybe I would have. I don't know. But to be fair, I always knew about myself, and I, I should have listened to myself and not played this game, to be honest with you. <laughs> I like RPGs. They're a little more, where the battle system is more hands-on. You know, Star Ocean, the second story, you can kind of roam around freely. The Tales of Destiny games are that way. Um, that's what I prefer. And this, to me, by comparison, felt like work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I knew that from an hour and a half. <laughs> Incredibly deep, though. So, oh yeah, yay, I yeah. mean, humongously yeah. deep. All right, so <laughs> oh, this Lord. is the fun part. Final scores. Let's get into it. All right, Trevor. We decided before we did this. <laughs> We're going to read what some of you said in our fan feedback. We're doing fan feedback right now, uh, just so we can just point out how disappointing we're going to make some of you feel. Yeah. <laughs> and we're sorry, but yeah. So we actually didn't get a lot, but on Instagram and Facebook, I posted about the game. <clears throat> well, Josh Shelton, that's not Josh, Jason Shelton, said, I think Chocobo Racing played a major role in my speeding problem. Okay. <laughs> Jerry Terrifying. <laughs> Said Final Fantasy's okay, but it's no Dragon Quest. Okay, so those are is you Dragon know. Quest. Good? I'm not. I don't know. It, it. So Dragon Quest is the only RPG series that is arguably be arguably uh-huh. bigger than Final Fantasy, at least in Japan. It oh, is wow. bigger in Japan. But I, oh, the only Dragon Quest game it sounds cooler. <laughs> I have experience with is Rocket Slime, which was a super cool DS game where you played as the slime monster, who's one of the enemies. Oh, okay. But the newest one is on all, all the consoles, uh, Echoes of Elus- an Elusive Age, something, something, something. But I think it's going to be much more my style, to be honest with you. Okay. Anyways, um, let's see. Blah, blah, blah. All right. Douglas Delecki Jr. said, it's fantastical. I beat it back in 95 or 96. Absolutely loved it. Team Lock. Oh, man. Well, at least he liked the character you liked. Yep. And Bradley Michael Boson apparently just started playing it along with us. So, see, he didn't have the nostalgia, so he'll probably agree with us. I don't know. Let's not go that far. Uh, he said... Uh, I feel like we're going to be alone in this. Bradley Michael Boson said, it's so good. What have I been doing with my <laughs> yeah. life? Johnny, what have I been doing with my life? 
Much more fun things. Oh, that's my Mario Mario Golf. <laughs> oh. So then he also commented on other posts and again said, Team Lock and Koopo. Koopo is a character in the game, but I can't be bothered. Um and here's the clincher. Here's the clincher, Johnny. Yeah. Christopher Kellogg, yeah. maker of our favorite cereals. Yeah, and friend of the show. Friend of the show. Probably not any longer. Absolute masterpiece. The oh, best RPG of its time. Oh man. And on the SNES. Oh no. I did not play this oh god see this this makes me feel like I'm wrong, and that's why I played the game twenty one flippity dipping hours. Cause Christopher Kellogg said all that, and he did not play this game until a couple years ago. So he also doesn't have the nostalgia factor. Yeah. He said it holds up. It blows away modern RPGs as well. I can't wait to hear your take. This Johnny, is, your take. This is this is why I don't want to give this game a score. Because I like our or listeners, and I don't want them to hate me. <laughs> the scores might be surprising. I don't know. They might surprise me because I don't know. Oh, we got to do it, Johnny. All right. Do you want to go first? Oh, man. I will if you <laughs> I will if you want me to. Sorry, I forgot we were recording. <laughs> no, you did. That's we do that anyway. I, man. All right. I'll, I'll just go. Uh, <sighs> all right. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. For me to really like a game, it's got to be three letters, and those three letters are F-U-N. Oh, I thought you were cussing me out. But this game, as I was playing it, felt like it just had the first two letters. F-U-J. <laughs> F-U-J. Yeah, F-U-J. Johnny. Yeah, fudge. <laughs> <laughs> I... <laughs> After that amazing and incredible opening scene... The incredible music and just how beautiful this game looks. I was ready to be transported into this world and to really like it. I Growing up, it took a lot for me to like an RPG. Like, I was very much against them. I thought, mainly, honestly, because I just didn't think I'd get into them. Because just I knew there'd be so much. A giant learning curve, I always thought there would be. I just couldn't do it. And then, of course, games came around like... Uh, you know, the Star Wars one or or some of these Western RPGs that, you know, kind of got me in a little bit. And then, of course, Earthbound, which just suckered me in wholeheartedly. And that's probably the deepest RPG I'd ever played up until now. And so I was like, you know what? I think that's why I said let's try a Final Fantasy game. Yeah. I think I could try it and maybe I'll surprise myself. I think it was your myself. idea originally. I think it was. Yeah. I was like, well, maybe I'll surprise myself. And I'll be like, man, I see why all these people love this game. So, let's do it. And I played it. And the opening scene, I was like, oh, this is incredible. Feels like a movie. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait. And then about 30 minutes in, I was like, I, 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 I okay, I'm in, I'm in caves now. I, uh, there's giant slugs I'm, I'm, I'm fighting. Why was, why was this just so much more fun on Earthbound already? I, and I was only fighting like little dumb snakes on that uh, and and record players or whatever. <laughs> Just some weird characters there. But And then I get an hour and a half and I'm like, I just don't care to keep playing this. Nothing spoke to me. The story did nothing. An hour and a half in. And for me, if you really want to look at me, and I've already given you an hour and a half, that's a lot of time. A lot of films don't even give you an hour and a half. <laughs> and man, 
I just couldn't get into it. I just couldn't get into it at all. At all. And that movie, Trevor can tell you, I was very apprehensive about recording this. Yeah. Because I know how beloved this game is, not only by critics, but by the people who listen to this show. And I love our listeners, our blisters. I am constantly touched that anybody listens to our This is the most stupid rambling. Backpedaling I've ever heard on anything. I I just gotta say that part. Yeah. And obviously with anything <clears throat> that there is, you're gonna have people who love it and then some people just are not gonna connect with it. That just happens in anything in pop culture. Mm-hmm. And that's this for me. I could not connect with it. I felt like it was work, that I was just doing it for the show. I enjoyed the opening. And then after that, it was all downhill for me. Couldn't get into it after that. I was so majorly disappointed after that <laughs> after that start and how good the music was. Mm-hmm. The music was so good. Man, I even went back and listened to some just random songs on the soundtrack. And yeah. I was like, this is amazing. And I just, I am going to go back and find video of the train part just because that sounds cool. Yeah, to, you know, you just, just to see that because that does sound cool. But I got to be true to myself. And with a giant, I am sorry. I am sorry to all you who love this game. I just hated it. Hated every (laughs) second after that opening. Just a bunch of seriousness thrown on my face. Like just some (laughs) ghosts. You know, we got to, you know, everything's falling apart. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 blah. It's what I felt like I was, at one point when the dialogue was coming up. That's what it was. It was just Charlie Brown's parents, wah, 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 just talking to me. It just washed over me, and I just didn't care. I cared way more about the uh, the story and the uh, the themes behind Pepsi Man than I did this. <laughs> and that's just the truth. That's the cold, hard truth. And I'm sorry for that. I'm a broken person. Just know that I'm a broken, stupid, ignorant individual. So oh, yeah. Take yeah. <laughs> so take that into <laughs> account. All right. The opening's great. The graphics are ten out of ten. Honestly, the opening itself is ten out of ten. The music is also nine to ten out of ten. I. That's why this game is so hard for me to score. It's yeah. got a lot of great things, and there's a lot of game there. Oh yeah. And the fact that. And in an era when you played sixty, when you paid sixty dollars for a game and you didn't know if you were going to get your money's worth, that's incredible how much they put into this. They put a lot of work into this. <laughs> but with that being said, it did not connect with me. <laughs> Just for the music and the graphics and the opening, I will give this game. <laughs> I feel like a troll. <laughs> I'm not trying to troll you. I just didn't enjoy it. Five and a half. Give it a five and a half. And that's just because of how strong the graphics are. Because they're top notch. They're freaking gorgeous. The music is also freaking gorgeous. And then opening. Uh, I I dare you to find other games. Especially of that era. That had that level of incredible epic opening. Uh, with, it just felt like a movie. So. Five and a half. <laughs> and I feel like I'm. Backpedaling just saying five and a half. To be honest with you. So. I, I think, what do we give Pepsi Man? Like six, six and a half range? Oh, did we? I think so. <laughs> well, I don't think we deserve to have a podcast, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I don't. So I'm going to add on to Johnny's review. I, you, I think you would have used this analogy if you played this far in the game. I, I had no credibility. So I'm going to speak for Johnny here, if he had made it to this part. 
So there's a part in the game where Kefka literally poisons the water, feeding a whole castle full of people, including women and children. Poisons water and just kills them all, just for laughs. Johnny feels like one of those children that was poisoned. Like got off easy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. You'd rather be one of those poisoned people than play this game again. I'm just trying to make a yeah. Yeah. thing for you. Um, okay. So... 21 hours. I gave the game 21 hours. I didn't... I was done an hour and a half in like Johnny. I really was. But I was like, no, no, this is... God, there's so much to this game. And people love it so much. I, I always felt like I was definitely missing something, yes. right? Yeah. So I played for you. Yeah. Like I was yes. back. I was the Batman you needed. Yes. Um, <laughs> 10 hours in, I'm like... Still, 10 hours in, I'm like, it's going to click. It's going to click. And I'm going to be like, oh, wow, now I have to play all the Final Fantasy games. But the only two times... Sorry to interrupt. Aren't all the Final Fantasy games, except for a rare, sometimes they will be sequels to each other, but most of them are standalone, aren't they? Yeah, except for yeah. like the X and X2 and yeah. Yeah. blah, blah, blah. The only times that I truly enjoyed myself in this game, <laughs> like actually playing it, was the train segment. That whole segment where you're going through the woods and the train, loved it. And I thoroughly enjoyed the opera scene. I know it sounded like I was bashing it earlier, but it was a great scene. I was just so let down by it because of what I'd heard that it did emotionally. Anyways, this game felt disjointed to me the whole time. I feel like this game was so impressed with itself, and for good reason to be fair, that it was always trying to wow you. It was always trying to prove how much it's not just a game. This is real art. And it was always just... It was like the, it's the Game of Thrones of RPGs. It honestly is. But I guess that's just not for me. It feels so disjointed to me. I never felt in control. I never felt satisfied. I never felt... RPGs give you this kind of fantasy fulfillment if you'll forgive the pun where you're like you're in the role of the hero i mean good gosh i know we keep talking about it but in earthbound you play a little kid he's a little kid with a baseball cap but i felt connected to him like i kind of was him in in this in final fantasy 6 i never felt like i was connected to the game and i never shook that feeling and i honestly don't feel like if i played it to the end that feeling would have changed 21 hours is a long time to put into a single game. I did not play any other game for a couple weeks. I don't get to play a lot of games. This was the game I played for a couple weeks. The only one. But, I didn't hate it. I think you used the word hate. (laughs) I didn't hate it. I just never quite started enjoying it. Except for those couple scenes. But, a video game is more than just the gameplay. And it is more than just the fun you have, although the fun is a massive factor. It is also the art, the visuals, and that's incredible. It is also the music, and it is world class. And music, I've mentioned recently, has become more and more important to me in video games. So those factors are the reason this game is going to get a a 6.5 from me. 6.5 out of 10. Well, I have good four news. and a half of that is because of the music. I have good news. This game is retro. Yeah, <laughs> five and a half and six and a half out of half for, according to some list, 
top two or three greatest games of all time, yeah. period. Quintessential must-play game. Yes. Oh, man. All right, so if we have any listeners left, thank you for sticking with us. Yep. We appreciate it. I think it's time for everybody's, since we've already destroyed everybody's hopes and dreams of loving us, I think it's time we play their favorite game show, Trevor. I think it's time for a Bliss Quiz. first Johnny yes there were several instances where the game was softened 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 for the North American audience thankfully one example is when Imperial troops burn Figaro Castle in the original Kefka I, I don't I didn't talk a lot about Kefka Kefka is such a hopped villain and again I just wanted to explain to me, how is he anything more than just kind of skin deep? How? Anyways, Kefka, as he's burning this castle full of people, in the original game he said, then you can burn to death. What was this changed to for North America? Then the flames can have you. Then welcome to my barbecue. <laughs> then drop it like it's hot, boys. Would you like those again? No, it's the first one. It's got to be the first one. Then the flames can have you is, of course, wrong. That's the most poetic out of those. Then welcome to my barbecue. (laughs) That's not like something you would make up. I know. (laughs) I kind of love that. Okay, all right. Trevor, the IMDB game. Got to get within .5 of this. Okay. The TV show is 1978's Fantasy Island. Oh, boy. It lasted seven seasons. Wow. On this remote island, Mr. Rourke makes his guests' dreams come true, but usually at an awful cost. Out of 10, what is the average score for Fantasy Island? So I've never seen a single episode of this show. Seven seasons. Yeah. I've never watched it either, but I'm aware of it. What I have to be within? 0.5? 0.5, yeah. I felt that's fair. 7.3. The score is 6.5. Oh. You missed it. Okay. Well, we both are zero for zero. Well, that's good. Zero for one, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, my last question is going to make you so mad, and I picked it on purpose. Okay. <laughs> but your second question. Nobu Uematsu had a rock band. What was his former rock band called? A, the Black Mages. B, Final Thunder. Ooh. C, Turn-Based Doomageddon. Ooh. Uh, Black Mages, Final Thunder, Turn-Based Doomageddon. B sounds the coolest. I'm going to go with B. Final Thunder, unfortunately, is the Black Mages. Oh, man. It's still kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, I've listened to it because he's in it, to be yeah. honest with you. I totally want to check that out. All right. Now we're going to play the Rotten Tomatoes game, Trevor. Oh. The film is the first, it, and it came out in the year 2000, the first Final Destination. Oh, Lord. That's right, because it had the word final in it. Mm. So, it really, of course, you know what this movie's about. Uh, these these kids, well, they're not kids, but these uh, young adults yeah. uh, survive a plane crash when they weren't supposed to, so fate is coming back after them. Trevor, what was the 
Rotten Tomatoes score. Got to get within 5%. And it's out of 100. I feel like the first one with movies like this is usually rated better than the rest. Like Saul and a lot of these movies that just had so many sequels. Within 5%, I'm going to go with 60%. Trevor, this movie that somehow spawned comics and I think it said five movies total. And I think there's another one in production if I remember I think right. so. Uh, was a 35 Wow, okay. <laughs> yes. So we're both way off yeah. after two questions. Johnny, your chance to get one question question correct. Question? That I'm going to hate this question. And already. to hate your life. Yeah, already there. So Johnny, I was looking to justify our position. I thought we cannot be the only people on the internet who weren't blown away by the game. And not just being trolls. And not just being trolls, yeah. Because yeah. we weren't. 21 hours of my life, again. <laughs> Five pages of notes. I didn't read half of them on the air. All right. He really didn't. It's a whole thing. No. So looking to justify our position, I Googled the term most overhyped game series of all time. Okay. Expecting to see this game on the list. Yeah. Um, This game was not on the list that I found. I just picked the first result. This was from an editor at the Houston Press. I don't know what the Houston Press is really, but it's an online journalistic website. An independent website. Yeah. So, Johnny... I just want you to name, there's 10 games on this list, okay. most overrated games. I just want you to name two of them. And I'm going to let you name up, you can name off five games, and you only have to get two that are on this list. That are people consider overrated? Is this just this one guy's opinion? It's just this one guy's opinion. Oh. But it's the Houston Press, Johnny. So, you can name off five games, and as long as you get two that are on this list. And you said it was going to make me angry. I probably shouldn't have gave that away, but yeah. So I'm going to say Mario, Mario games in there. That's one. I'm just counting how many you've named. Okay. Mario games. Uh, and it, although it said series, he kind of picked specific games. So just FYI. Oh, well. But you, I, you don't, I don't care. You don't have to pick specific. You can do whatever you want to. Well, I'll just say Mario 3 specifically because that's my, my favorite. Um, I'm trying to think of some ones that I love. Sonic 2. Uh... Ninja Turtles, any of those? Um, that's. I'll name one more. Um, maybe you agree with us in Final Fantasy. I'll throw in Final Fantasy. Okay, I'm going to give it to you because Final Fantasy Seven he actually put on the list, but not this one. Oh, okay. And the original <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog. John, here's the other games he said were the most overrated of all time. Call of Duty. Okay. You're going to like this one. Bioshock. That you just saw the look I just gave. <laughs> Mist, which hurts me a little bit, but whatever. Mortal Kombat. Castlevania 2. That was the stupidest thing I ever heard. Because everybody poops on Castlevania 2. So how can you say it's one of the most overrated of all time? God of War. Resident Evil 1-3. to And Johnny, his number one. You want to guess what his number one most overrated game of all time is? Here's how he started the sentence. And this will probably let you know you want to subscribe to this newspaper. Uh-huh. He, uh, he started the sentence by saying, this may be my inner Sony fanboy speaking. <laughs> it's Halo, right? Halo, yeah. But yeah, no no Final Fantasy VI. So, uh, but yeah, I'll give you one point. So you made uh, one question correct. Yeah, well, that guy's a, a giant. Uh, beat me. <laughs> Just beat me. Uh, I was looking up a list real quick of like the most popular Final Fantasy characters. Oh, okay. And of course, number one is the one and the only one that we know. Yeah. <laughs> Cloud. <laughs> yeah, there's no close second. All right, Trevor. Number three. You got to get this to timing. Okay. 
And it is again the Rotten Tomatoes game. Oh boy. Give it them 5%. The movie is 2001's Final Fantasy, yes. The Spirits Within. I don't know why I said yes, but I, I just thought that's what you were going to say. <laughs> PG-13 was rated. People, The people of Earth must fight against mysterious aliens that want to steal all the energy from all the living things on Earth. What is the Rotten Tomatoes score of Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within? So I remember when this movie came out, I think Square lost a buttload of money on it. Because um, it was really expensive. I feel like the reviews were right there at the mediocre territory. Like, they didn't trash it, but it wasn't quite great. So I'm going to stick with my 60 and hope that's within 5%. Trevor, the Rotten Tomatoes score for Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within... 72. ...is 44%. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. So I made no questions right. Right, and I got one, and it's because you gave it to me. Yep. So that's what we do here on Retro Blist. This may be the most disappointing episode of all time. For all of us. For everyone involved. I'll never get this 21 hours back. <laughs> oh, by the way, I played this on the SNES Classic because for some reason it's not on the Switch eShop. So just FYI. Which is weird, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, it, I mean, it's a pretty legit way to play it. You know, SNES controller, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and don't... And doesn't Square and Nintendo have, like, a weird history? Yeah, because Square used to make... I mean, Super Nintendo RPGs, Square, Square, Square. And then they jumped to Sony, basically. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's probably more to it than that, but that's what I know. I'm sure there's more to it. Yeah. All right, so this been uh, Retro Blist. We gave you a short episode last time, so I guess we doubled it here. And though you'll probably be screaming at this <laughs> way more. I really am sorry. I mean, but if you want honesty, you come to the right place. It doesn't yeah. mean we're not idiots, but. And again, it's our opinion. You're allowed to love stuff we don't like, and vice versa. And hey, if you just look at a spreadsheet, this game will be in the check mark under Bliss Approved. So. Yeah. And that's all that really matters, That's right? all that matters, yeah. yeah. We both approved it, but I may have just inflated my numbers a little bit just so it would be improved. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? What if I gave it like a two? <laughs> would that have surprised you? I was so unsure because you could go either way. Like, you put a lot of time into it, so maybe you would bump it up because you put that much time into it. Yeah. Or maybe you were like, I wasted so much time that I'm going to be twice as angry at it. I didn't know yeah. which way you were going to go. Uh, but that was Final Fantasy three slash six. We very much appreciate all you blisters out there listening. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm, am I, am I Cloud? Are you Cloud? I'm Kefka, and I just poisoned that Sprout you drank. Oh, thank goodness. Get this, <laughs> get this over with. Uh, he had a really terrible laugh, by the way. Tune in next time. Well, maybe we'll cover a game we do like. Who knows? We could surprise you. Final Fantasy thirteen. What if we played Final Fantasy VII and we legit loved it? I don't know if I will now. <laughs> I'm not ever going to do it. I'm just saying, what yeah. if? The world's full of what ifs. It's true. What if, yeah. yeah. You never know. Uh, but thank you for listening. You all rule. Until next time. Uh... Pepsi Man. <laughs>